You're listening to the audio portion of Workshop Wednesdays. Workshop Wednesdays is a free live discussion about topics affecting accountants, bookkeepers, and business owners. You can join the ABO group in Facebook to participate live Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Just search for ABBO in Facebook. This podcast is brought to you by SchoolofBookkeeping.com, where you will learn, grow, and build a thriving bookkeeping practice. We have hundreds of lessons with almost every aspect of the industry. Start your free month today at SchoolofBookkeeping.com. Welcome to another Workshop Wednesday brought to you by SchoolofBookkeeping.com, where it's casual conversations for serious workflows. And you may notice that Rachel or Carrie doesn't look like Rachel or Carrie. Because <laughs> today I'm actually joined by KG from Lightspeed. So this is um KG, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit and uh, and then we'll talk about what it is that we're doing over the over this and the the next few uh workshop Wednesdays. Absolutely. Thanks, Ed. Uh so yeah, my name is Kevin. KG is uh kind of a name that stuck here. Um I've been with Lightspeed for about five and a half years. I previously used to sell uh this product, so Lightspeed X series. Um, who had at one point a competitor to QuickBooks point of sale. Um, and now I'm working with uh, Dan to pretty much highlight um, kind of the the parallels and maybe even some of the differences between the two point of sales. Um, there's a lot of great parallels, which is why a lot of businesses have chosen the path of Lightspeed. But uh, again, there are some differences, maybe some things that you need to pivot to. So that's kind of the purpose of, of this meeting to show you what those differences are and how you can relate to them. Right. And um Carrie and I did that, did a previous workshop Wednesday. I put the link of it in the, in the, the comments or the chat. Um, so if you're, if you're wondering what the heck are we talking about, uh, <laughs> you can, you can go back and watch that, watch that one. But basically, uh, to set the stage, uh, in 20, early 2023, uh, into, I made an announcement that QuickBooks point of sale, desktop point of sale product was being discontinued. And by discontinued, it, it also, it, it sounds so, there's kind of a misnomer about that, but they, they, they throw this word service discontinuation uh, in front of that. But basically what that means is that QuickBooks point of sale will no longer be supported, it's be actively uh, developed. Uh, you can still use it. Uh, however, um, any services that were connected to your QuickBooks point of sale, like payments or uh, the, the store exchange or anything that was online will no longer function, right? So, and that happened uh, October 3rd. They, they picked some weird dates typically because there's a, there's a, uh, a weekend in there. So um, October 3rd was the service discontinuation date for, for QuickBooks Point of Sale. So we saw that coming. We were, um, Carrie and I were, were, were actively looking for uh, a, an alternative uh, point of sale system because she has a, a, a significant amount of, uh, of clients that, that use QuickBooks point of sale and, and didn't want to have any interruption. So we happened across Lightspeed. Lightspeed is a, is a, is a cloud-based uh, point of sale system. Um, and we, uh, we built a Pretty good relationship with them and we went to their partner summit um was that was that a month ago two three what about a month ago yeah up in um, montreal and uh and got to see the headquarters and, and uh you know start to really understand the the entire ecosystem so part of that as as i was kind of milling about i was wondering 
hey, it would be awesome for the the people that are, are are in this position of like, okay, well, what do I do with with my QuickBooks point of sale? Uh, there's so many other options out there. Intuit itself has said, try somebody else other than Lightspeed, right? So, you know, so there, there's, uh, and and let's do this at the end of the year when it's your busiest time of year, right? <laughs> right. Uh, everybody's so busy with their their holidays uh, uh, shopping and the retail stores. And so what I thought would be neat to do, because I don't think it's ever been done before, is kind of like um, a before and after, you know, type of situation. If somebody is in this position that would be like either investigating other um, other point of sale solutions uh, or have invested into into Lightspeed and they're like, well, I used to do this. I used to do something this way in QuickBook point of sale. How do I do that in in Lightspeed? I said to KG, like, hey, why don't you come on the, the workshop Wednesday and we can kind of have this side by side comparison of I'll do the QuickBooks point of sale stuff because that's what I'm most familiar with. And you do uh, the, the Lightspeed point of sale stuff because that's what you do. And then we'll just kind of have this um, migration um, before and after, you know, type of type of uh, situation. Right. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about today is really just kind of setting the stage. But in future uh, workshops, we'll go through like sales stuff. You know, what do you do? You know, what you used to do inside a QuickBooks point of sale with sales, ringing up sales, ringing up returns, you know, those types of things. And then KG will be like, well, this is how you do that same task in, 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 in Lightspeed, right? So KG, can you talk a little bit about the, what Lightspeed is, uh, and, and how it, how it, you know, cause that, that's the main concern. I think a lot of QuickBooks point of sale users would have is like, well, what am I not going to be able to do? How is this different? Um, just kind of. Set a set an overview of what's mm. a, what is Lightspeed. Want to see? Uh, so I'll kind of give the the history on in a nutshell. So if some of you may have heard of a point of sale called Vend, uh, Vend was acquired by Lightspeed in 2021, uh, and actually at that point, Vend was chosen as the flagship for retail product moving forward for for two main reasons. And we could probably talk about this in maybe a later session or maybe a little bit today, but. One of the key reasons why this was chosen as the flagship is because it was the simplest to set up and get started. So if I could go from brand new business to actively transactional in two to four weeks, that which is our typical average, um, and not only that, train my staff to use a simple platform that makes my job significantly easier. So that's priority number one. And I know that one of the biggest concerns, especially moving over into a cloud-based system, is it's on the cloud, so the internet. Uh, it's not if and it's not uh, if the internet cuts out. I always like to say it's when the internet cuts out, and it will happen. Um, one of the things that being a one of the first cloud-based point of sale systems is being able to do something like sell offline. So, obviously, we're predominantly on the cloud, and that's how we are always going to be used. Um, but when the internet cuts out, we have the capability to do the most important function, which is to sell. Uh, so. Internet cuts out, I can still transact with my customer. My customer is none wiser. They buy their product, they leave. What my system does at that point is it stores that information and then puts it back on the cloud once the internet syncs up. 
There's ways around this just by connecting, like for example, to a hotspot on your phone or having an iPad that has uh, connected connectivity to the towers and all that. But um, what you'll really get here uh, at late speed is a system that started off as a point of sale for brick and mortar stores. I'm sure you're aware that Intuit has chosen maybe a path like Shopify, and they're really good at things like e-commerce, but they are e-commerce platform first. And then some of our, our other competitors are banks first. So think Clover with Stripe uh, or First Data. So with us, we are a point of sale for brick and mortar inventory first, and then we're scaling to other things like e-commerce and payment processing. Yeah, that was um, when I when I worked at Intuit and I worked re- pretty closely with the point of sale product, um, there was... There was a point in time where, you know, every, every year they do some reorganization or restructuring. And there was a point in time where point of sale, the program was actually positioned underneath payments. So it was, you know, the payments division and then, uh, you know, point of sale was, was a, basically a vehicle to payments, right? <laughs> because, you know, it is, it is rare that you find a a brick and mortar establishment that doesn't accept credit cards, right? So when you have an, an, an integrated payment processor, then it gets a lot, you can do a lot more with that than if you're doing things separately and you have that as well, right? So you have a, a unified uh, payment platform, correct? Correct. Yes. So uh, when it comes to our payment processing, we do offer in-house payment processing. Uh, the goal here is to provide you something that is all under one roof, so you have one support to call if anything were to happen with any of the hardware or the software. Uh, but on top of that, the analytics that's provided within the system, taken uh, within our payment processing uh, platform, is um, monumental. It makes uh, running the business that much easier. And on top of that, you have a lot more insight and visibility into what you're actually being charged on your payment processor, as opposed to just paying right. a bill when you get it. And so as of October 3rd, Anybody using QuickBooks point of sale can't do that because they discontinued the, the, the payment processing. So now you know, somebody who is actively using QuickBooks point of sale today, if they are charging credit cards, because again, what retail establishment is not accepting credit card payments, they have to do that separately, right? So they, and, and what are some of the challenges that you've seen when you don't have an integrated payment solution in your, in your point of sale? Yeah, I, I always like to relate this back because we're all consumers. We we all go shopping. So picture this, you're going into a store and you're going to pay and the cashier says it is $120.45. And you say, okay, it's on card. They have to pick up the terminal, punch in the 120.45, press okay, hand it to you. And then you look and it's the wrong price. Uh, and then you say, oh no, I'm actually, this says it's actually $1,200. Then you have to hand it back. Human error doesn't happen often with cash registers, but when it does, it can be uh, crucial, especially on the accounting side. So you have to hand it back. Employee has to start this kind of transaction from start. So this is a big issue with non-integrated payments uh, is the human error aspect to it. So again, as a consumer, I just want to pay for my stuff and leave. Right. So as quickly as possible. My point of sale says 120. They say card. I press card. The terminal automatically says 120. And then I have to do is tap and get out of there. So... Uh, it makes it that much faster, but the most important part here is the customer experience. Um, and again, just put yourself in that position as a consumer yourself. Mm-hmm. You've gone shopping, you've experienced it. I, I don't want any slowdowns when I'm shopping. Yeah, I love uh, I love the the, the light speed video that they showed at the summit, where it's just these two guys staring at a bicycle, 
<laughs> and one is the sales guy and one is the, the customer. And they're just like drooling over this bicycle. And the guy says, do you want it? And he says, yes. Pulls out his credit card, swipes the handheld mobile terminal. And then he's done. Like, you know, because he doesn't have to have that dilemma of that interruption uh, yeah the interruption of okay well let's go over to the cash register uh let me ring you up and then put in something in a different device and, and those types of things yeah. so um yeah so it's never error never, and it is a yeah. huge you know potential problem um and then you know you're dealing with these cashiers and associates that you know they're not i don't know what's what what's a polite way to <laughs> to stay you know, people that work in retail, right. Are, you know, they're, they're part of the machine, right? Like they're, they're, they're doing things in the machine to, you know, to, to ring out sales and, um, you know, they're prone to mistakes. You're right. It's, it, 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 it's and, uh, to error. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, it's, it's not their business. Like the cashier, uh, in most cases is either just an employee, just there to do a job really quick. So as, um, as an owner, you want to look out for that and you don't want to get in the way of the sale. So again, if an issue with your terminal not connecting or whatever may be is interrupting a transaction that affects the customer experience and it affects, are they going to come back because of this one issue that they experienced? Right. Okay, so Yeah. And, and it's, um, you know, the, the, the sense of urgency in a, especially in a retail is, is, is much higher. Uh, when it comes to that, when you've got a customer and more importantly, a line of customers, <laughs> um, you know, wanting to check out and then there's an obstacle to, to something, you know, there's, there's nothing, nothing worse than having to look around for a price check or, you know, get a manager involved for an override or something like that. So there is that level of heightened, uh, heightened urgency when it comes to bringing up sales when there's an obstacle to that. So let's, let's talk a little bit about, you know, just the core different functionality, you know, ecosystem environment issue, uh, boy, I can't even talk to this, uh, environment differences between QuickBooks point of sale and, and Lightspeed point of sale. And the, the biggest one, as you, as you mentioned, it's a cloud-based, right? So uh, what ultimately does that mean to, to somebody who is evaluating a point of sale system that is, that is cloud-based. What is, what do they have to, what do they have to download, install, have, you know, in order to ring up sale? That's a great question. So, uh, think of it this way. Uh, a lot of QuickBooks users are, are chances are they're on the desktop. Um, so in this case, uh, if you just open up a tab on your browser and just go to your website, which is your, uh, what we consider our app. Uh, you're in, so you don't need to download anything. Uh, all you have to do is log into your platform and it being on the cloud means nothing is stored in the computer. So if for whatever reason, knock on wood, something happens to your computer, nothing is lost. You can just pick up a tablet, pick up another computer, you're going to pick up your phone and there's all your product already. Another big, uh, so similar another big to, concern is theft yeah. in the, in that environment. You know, those, those exactly. things can happen. Somebody comes in in the middle of the night, steals your devices. Um, you are SOL, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> unless exactly. you have a, you know, another device that, uh, to yeah. log into and, and pick up and move on. Right. 
it's one major part that you no longer have to think about. Um, because again, a lot of companies, hundreds, if not thousands of products on their inventory list, uh, hundreds, again, if not thousands of customers on their customer list, and something happens to that list, you got to start from scratch. Whereas in this case, if I close this tab here, open it up on my phone, it's all everywhere. So similar to the way most people use cameras on their phone now, take a picture, it's on the cloud, whether it's Google Photos or Apple Photos, whatever it is. Um, so very similar. I could access it from anywhere, anytime, as long as I have access to the internet and a login. Now about, um, you know, a, a, a people will love to have like a dedicated terminal or, a, you know, a, a device. Uh, what do they need with, with Lightspeed in order to, to, to have a quote unquote cash register terminal for their point of sale system with light? You mean like the physical hardware? Yeah. Yeah. So the, the good news is that uh, if you're using QuickBooks point of sale, chances are you already have it. Uh, we don't have proprietary hardware, which means none of the hardware we sell is Lightspeed specific hardware. It's all yours. Um, we're not going to push you to an iPad. We're not going to push you to a desktop. But since most of you are probably using desktop already, again, it's literally just as easy as opening up a browser and using it. If you already have a receipt printer, a cash drawer or a scanner attached to that computer, it'll most likely work. We have a very long list of supported hardware, which we could probably share with you a little bit later. So if your stuff is on that list, and again, it's industry standard stuff, chances are we support it and you just saved a couple thousand or a thousand bucks on brand new hardware already. Um, uh, because that's, already and that's one of the biggest uh, differences is that, you know, QuickBooks point of sale is a desktop software and it's only in Windows, right? So that meant if you wanted to have a sleek, uh, you know, dare I say sexy, you know, point of sale, uh, system, uh, you would have, you would have to have it on a windows based operating system to download, install and, you know, store your data, uh, into that. So that really limited you to basically a surface, right? Where, where it came to you, this is, if I wanted to have a, a tablet based you know, type of thing where I could swing it around and have them interact with, uh, with, with the point of sale system for whatever reason, um, I would have to do that on, on a surface. Now I could still use that surface with Lightspeed, right? But I would just be using the browser within the surface, right? Exactly. And then yeah, all my other hardware, the pick it up. You know, all my other hardware that I had, the cash drawer, the, the receipt printer, the barcode scanner that, that, that went along with that that device or that surface, I could still use that, correct? Correct, exactly. Um, and especially for those, and the other benefit to the cloud being uh, for those who have multiple people using the platform at the same time, uh, it's completely doable and, and in real time. So if someone's at the front processing a sale, while me as the owner, I am adding new inventory, while I have someone else in the back doing an inventory count, can all be done at the same time uh, and no limitations on that. Great. So, um, that brings up, uh, well, let me, I was wanting to see if I could actually have both of them up at the same time. No, I can't have them side by side. <laughs> I could do so one day, one day. There we go. Well, we can do it that way. We can, oh, we yeah. can reorganize, but it's, it's not lined up. You're above, you're below the point of sale and I'm below the, <laughs> the light speed. Yeah. I need to reorganize. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just going to play around with this. This is a great platform. I love this. This is great. All right. We'll, we'll leave it like this for now. Yeah. So, um, so we have both Lightspeed and, 
and, and point of sale open at the same time. So you can kind of see the, the, the side by side. Now you're, you're in, are you in dark mode? Because it's very dark. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mine is auto set it to the computer. So my, if my computer or my Chrome is on night mode, but I could change that. Okay. It could be in both. It can be in either yeah. one. It, um, yeah. So, you know, just wanted to kind of give a, give an, an overview, you know, type of thing where, where it comes to, mm -hmm. you know, the, what you're doing inside of QuickBooks point of sale versus what, what you could uh, ultimately be doing inside of, inside of Lightspeed. So, I mean, the, 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 the biggest challenge or the biggest, biggest thing when we're talking about, you know, desktop versus a, a cloud-based uh, solution is the fact that in order to have uh, what, you, what you mentioned, in order to have the front office and the back office, you have to have a network, <laughs> right? You have to have a, these two computers need to talk to each other. Now, QuickBooks point of sale was actually really cool in the way that um, the workstations connected to uh, to the server um, because that, that was an installation type that you that you specified. And as long as those two computers could could see each other, uh, it was uh, the way I described it, it was basically like uh, the server was a lighthouse and the clients were looking for the lighthouse. And as long as they could see the beacon, then they would connect to it. Right. Where you didn't have to map network drives. You didn't have to do all this stuff. Right. <laughs> in order to in order to connect those those two. But you still had to install it, you know, and have that infrastructure in place. And now we're now we've got a, a light mode of. <laughs> so it's a yeah, little yeah. easier to see. So that's good. But but it, all of that stuff is is non-existent, right? When it when it comes to to light speed, you don't have to set up a network. You you have to have an active internet connection. That is that is the main requirement. Is there any other requirements for like infrastructure wise, like a, a certain browser or um, like like could you use could you use an Android tablet? I know you have a, a more of like an app for iPad, but can you use an Android tablet if you, if that's all you have? Absolutely. So, um, let's put it this way. So when it comes to, oh, to answer your question, sorry, we cannot use Android, uh, not yet anyway. Mm. Uh, it was something we were considering at one point, but right now our main focus is, uh, windows, Mac and PCs. Okay. So in this case on windows, as long as it's windows seven or higher, and if you're using windows seven, <laughs> if you're not using windows seven, wow. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. Time yeah. for an upgrade. Um, and then, and then from there, it's Chrome, Edge, or Firefox. I think the priority is Chrome, just because it's a little bit easier to run. Um, but, but either one of those can work. Uh, same thing on Mac, except for it adds in Safari. And then on the iPad, it's an app. Uh, so yeah, and like Dan had mentioned, the, the, the mode here is based off of either your computer uh, or iPad. Uh, in this case, you could go into the settings and have it ignore that as well. Uh, it's more for if you have uh, an iPad, dark mode helps save the battery a little bit more. So it'll help the, uh, the length or lifetime of the battery on the uh, iPad, but because that's, to. that's one thing that you can do with a, with a tablet that you can't do with a laptop is go schlep it around mm -hmm. the store, <laughs> ring mm -hmm. somebody up where they're at, right? Like, Oh, Hey, mm -hmm. how can I help you? Okay. Well, let's ring it up right here. You know? Yeah, exactly. Got my, got my devices with me. Um, okay. So, so the infrastructure piece is, is a, is a basically a non-issue uh, when it comes to, when it comes to light speed, because as long as you have an internet connection, and then you also mentioned that you have this offline mode, uh, so that mm -hmm. not, 
not if, but when the internet goes out, Oh, mm-hmm. I can't ring up a sale because I, I don't have, I don't have internet. No, that's not the case. Uh, you can still ring up a sale. What about credit card processing though? If you know, how, a little bit about what would happen there yeah. in on, offline. mode. Yeah, for sure. So I wish I could display it, but then that would drop from the stream. But yes, in long story short, uh, as long as the cash register, which they, of course they should be on the sales screen, internet goes out. What will happen is a nice little gray banner will appear at the top of the screen. It says you're on offline mode and you'll still be able to transact at a product. You can't do things like uh, add a customer or do layaways or anything like that. The priority is customer checks, pays and leaves. When it comes to accepting credit cards, it really is up to the, the customer at the end of the day or not the customer, the owner yeah, uh, at the end of the day. Because if the credit card gets declined, uh, you just won't know until they have left with the product already. Yeah. So uh, I used to work retail. So in my experience, uh, when the internet cut out, it would be cash only until it came back up. But uh, we do accept offline credit cards. But again, it's it's up to the discretion of the the owner at that point. Yeah, I, I have a horror story uh, of a customer that was they they never set up their their merchant account inside of point of sale. Uh, they just had it set up as you know Visa, Mastercard, you know the the card type, and they went for months. Um, taking credit cards by just marking it as visa master <laughs> and then they called months later and they were like where's our money uh and i'm like um how do you feel about giving away your services for, for months for free um i, I mean i had to give them a, a, a the bad news that uh because they hadn't entered their merchant number and uh, those types of things that they they basically gave away uh their tours where they were a tour company for for free yeah. uh because there's no way yeah. to you know reach out to those customers because they they weren't tracking customers and uh and once they leave the the chance of the likelihood of actually them paying um it's not not high yeah. not ideal yeah. yeah so uh to your point uh it is up to you know owner beware of of that because if uh, if they do walk out the door and then you charge later and then there's a problem with the, the charge just uh it's a challenge to to yeah. to, to recoup yeah. that right but doable it's possible right <laughs> yeah. yeah i know um i know some folks you know like they might be in remote locations and those types of things and that's one of the i think one of the benefits uh for you know other credit card processing that do allow for for off offline is that they can do that stuff without the internet access and then, and then later, but it comes to, comes to that point of like, okay, what happens? You know, it, if something bad is going to happen, it's going to happen to a retailer, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, uh, yeah. At the end of the day, it's, it's, especially at the highest point, it'll be a lineup of customers and something will happen. Mm-hmm. And, and again, it's always uh, kind of to, to ease the mind of an owner who's looking to, or even considering switching. Chances are you're already using the cloud on your phone for whatever reason. Um, But on top of that, because there's no need to switch hardware, um, this makes it one less hurdle to jump. All you have to do is open a browser, export a file, import a file, and you could have this up and running in a day or two if you really prioritize it. So it makes that transition that much smoother. So let's, let's talk about the, the general workflows that are done in, inside of QuickBooks point of sale and how they correlate to, uh, to, to light speed. So when I would always talk to, uh, talk to someone, especially when they're, 
you know, integrating it with their, with their QuickBooks financial software, uh, is that QuickBooks point of sale handles the day-to-day, uh, activities. And then QuickBooks financial would, would handle the routine, uh, tasks, right? So the routine tasks would be like banking, paying their bills, uh, payroll, bank reconciliation, you know, the things that you do on a regular basis, but not necessarily something that's day to day. If anything that is day to day, things coming in, you know, inventory coming in and inventory going out, that's a day to day activity. We would hope, right? (laughs) We would hope that there are people coming in the door in order to take some of our inventory out of our, out of our, out of our hot little hands, right? (laughs) So anything that's, that's going to impact the day to day those will be that that those tasks will be happening inside of inside of point of sale. So, uh, as the name implies, sales, right? So, uh, we're ringing up and recording of of every sale that in in, in uh, that affects my my inventory. I want to be doing that inside of my point of sale system. How does that compare uh, to uh, uh, to to Lightspeed? Um, sorry, what was the question? <laughs> oh, so. So is that the same kind of scenario where you have your, your, your QuickBooks for your routine stuff, but then your inventory yeah. management, uh, sales and, and receiving all of that will be handled inside of the point of sale system. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I'm not sure if we did it already, but yeah, we do have a direct integration with QuickBooks online or QuickBooks desktop. Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, when it comes to everything that has to do with inventory movements, customer data, online transactions. Uh, reporting in general for anything that's to do with inventory starts and ends here uh, on this platform. Right. So uh, things that transfer over into your QuickBooks are, of course, things like purchase orders, uh, on-account transactions for invoices. Um, all of those things will still remain on your accounting software. So I have here up on the screen, which is above you, which is, you know, you're probably like burning that <laughs> QuickBooks point of sale is uh, is on your side of the screen. Um yeah. But this, these tasks, you know, customer orders, making sales, sales history, customer list, um, you know, and then purchase orders, receiving vouchers, um, managing time, you know, for cashiers, you know, in and out, those types of things, all those tasks are here and available inside of QuickBooks point of sale. Does that correlate to, to what, what you do inside of Lightspeed? And is there like a, is there like a navigator, uh, a main navigator, uh, in, uh, in, in, um, in, in light speed to, to show, kind of show yeah. these easy access points where I can, I can just tap on this and it'll take me to it. Yeah. Uh, so when we, when we first started back in, I think it was 2010 with this product, the goal was to have a very, uh, simple UI kind of compared to Apple. Uh, right. So we wanted to keep it as simple as possible. So our main page is on the left side here in the form of tabs. And if you click on one of them, it'll open up a few more options on the right side. So if I'm in my inventory page, it shows my product, my promotions, price books, and everything that has to do with those. So we don't have any more, depending on the business and the needs that they have. Uh, some of these things may not be here. For example, services, not every business offers a service. Uh, so it can be as little as I believe five tabs on the left as, as much as I think seven that I have or eight. Um, so it's all managed uh, right here on the left side, and then it could be broken down Got into it. smaller sections. Now, is that is that screen that like what you're looking at there? Is that is that the back office or is that the Correct. register? 
Yeah, correct. So this is the back office. What we consider the front end or the cash register is the sales screen, which is this one page. And then I could have, again, like I mentioned earlier, unlimited people on the back end doing things like uh, back office work, like checking reporting, updating product, doing inventory counts, uh, receiving purchase orders, things like that, all from the back office at the same time. Okay. So any, anything that is not the sales screen is back office. Okay. So you have like a register mode where it, it takes that back, back, back office stuff off the screen so that, mm -hmm. you know, wandering fingers <laughs> of, the, of the, the cashiers don't happen to, let's see what yeah. the, what the cost of these things are. Right? I, yeah. I should, I should know that of course there is user permissions, which means I could limit my cashiers to see or do, uh, whatever I'd like them to do. So there's a setting in the back where I could say, all oh, my cashiers have no access to my products page. Uh, so that way, even if they did click on it, it would just be a blank page for them. Got it. Um, it's gonna, it's gonna happen again. I used to work retail. I get it. I was there. Like, I wonder what this page is. Right. <laughs> um, because you know, you know, fraud and theft is such a huge concern, not just for the, uh, you know, because people get, uh, the retailers have it from all sides, right? It's, uh, it's not just the, 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 the shop lifters that they need to be concerned about it. Sometimes their own employee, you know, and, uh, I, I remember, you know, this whole idea of printing held receipts, which was something that was in, in, in QuickBooks point of sale. I'm like, why would that need to be a security problem? And it's like, well, uh, you have a guy that's working the cash register. He prints out a receipt, he hold, puts it on hold and then prints it. So now the customer has got the receipt and then he then pockets the money. Oh my gosh, this, this, this is horrible. Like we need to be able to uh, help these businesses hire better people, but you know, you never know, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Can't say that I never uh, did that at Burger King when uh, my first job either. It's got a couple fries here and there. Doesn't That's right. Nobody. A little off the top. Um, yeah. Okay. So, um, I had a question and it just escaped me The that, well, maybe it'll, maybe it'll come back to me. I was, I was di distracted by, uh, someone on Facebook called me the, uh, Jedi master of all quick push. <laughs> so I wanted to throw that out there. Uh, appreciate you, yeah. Matt. Um, so in, in, in general, the, the, the the fun feature functionality wise is what on par, would you say uh, as with yeah. QuickBooks point of sale? Cause you, you can have multiple locations. You can have, I mean, is there, is there any limits uh, to, yeah. uh, to what you can have store wide uh, with, with regards to light speed? Yeah. So when it comes to the way we uh, actively have our product, it is, we build by location and by registers. So how many locations and registers we don't charge for, uh, users or logins, uh, or, uh, amount of products or anything like that. It is strictly just you, uh, locations and registers. Um, at that point, when it comes to any form of limitations, I would say the limitation is how many registers you have, but then it's, again, it's unlimited on backend. So you could have 20, 30 people running the back office if you'd like. Um, this, the functionality is very similar. There's going to be a lot of similarities in regards to what you can actually do, how you do it, of course, will be different. No matter which point of sale you end up switching to, no matter what, coming from one to the other, there's going to be similar features. They're going to just be done a little bit differently. 
We do have onboarding, uh, which is, uh, of course, offered for any new customers. And we have a lot of uh, familiarity with QuickBooks uh, switching over to Lightspeed as well. So, Got it. Um, now, now, I remember what I was going to ask you. There, so for someone, um, like when, when we started to announce that, uh, you know, the, the reseller company that, that we were working with, uh, a complete business group, was, was looking into Lightspeed. Uh, immediately, we heard from people who had uh, a sour experience with Lightspeed, uh, where oh, this reporting didn't work right for me. Or, oh, you know, fill in the blank, right? Um, and, and you mentioned Bend, uh, uh, so I, I would like like for you to to kind of talk about the the different series, just a little bit of of of, of Lightspeed and um, and and how like today. At, with Vend being your flagship product, how that might be different from somebody who may have had a, a, a prior experience with Lightspeed, maybe that didn't like it, uh, and, and how that might be different today. Yeah, so I, I came from that acquisition. So working on, on both sides, I can, the way we would always position or sold this product was the simplicity of it, the ease of use from someone who is not too tech savvy to someone who has gone from a physical cash register to moving to this is where we prided ourselves in. We made it very simple to do complex functionalities. And again, that's the reason why this was chosen as a flagship. In retail, there's two different series. We have X, which is the X Ben product, or R series, which is the original Lightspeed product. So if you have tried Lightspeed previously, chances are you've tried the legacy product, not this one. Uh, this one, again, is the ease, the ease of use is bar none. And again, uh, coming from myself and a lot of the new business owners that are coming into the space, you'll see that the user, the user interface is a lot less compact. There's less on the screen, but you could do more with the analytics. Uh, so the goal here is to keep it as simple as possible. So again, if you've tried light speed before, this is, this is a different light speed. And you have a, you have an interesting, uh, use case that, um, I, I'm, I'm not sure if it's on your blog, a blog or, or if it's on your website, but it, it talks about, uh, someone who came from QuickBooks point of sale, mm. ultimately followed, uh, followed into its suggestion of going to Shopify point of sale and then ended up landing in, in, in Lightspeed. And can you talk a little bit yeah. about uh, that? Uh, do you, do you have the link that we could share? Or I couldn't, couldn't find it. I will, I will share it with you after. Okay. No, I could not find it, but. Um, I know that our marketing team has it because that is on our website somewhere. Yeah. But um, long story short, yeah, the, the together with their partner, they had moved to Shopify, kind of followed suit. And again, Shopify is really good at what they do, which is uh, e-commerce first and then having other things that attach to it. Uh, but what they found is that this particular business um, was just more focused on the brick and mortar. And that's just really wasn't Shopify's focus. That's ours. So they had just spoken back to the partner. Partner referred it back to us. Uh, we showed them the ropes and they made the switch. I think it was within less than a month uh, or I think it was a month and a half that they had switched to Shopify, used it for a bit, realized this isn't it. And, and again, our focus is inventory. So if you're a retail business and you have inventory, that's our focus. That's our foundation. Everything beyond that is extra if you'd like. Yeah, I think I think that's probably the best way to kind of look at it. Like, you know, Shopify was, was e-commerce first and they're adding on. And if you've ever done anything with Shopify, uh, you know that you're likely going to need an add-on, <laughs> right? For, you know, my, my business handles it this way. Okay, there's an add-on for that. And then 
you're in, you're in the deep end of the pool of trying to find the right add on and making sure that it does what, what you want it to do, uh, before even implementing that, that sort of thing. Um, whereas Lightspeed is, is, is the foundation. And then do you have a, an ecosystem for, for folks that are like, well, okay, this core functionality of what it is that, that you do in Lightspeed is not what I need. Do you, do you have a, a ceiling to go to or, or somewhere next level. Absolutely. So the way we position it is these aren't like a little apps that we'll have. We cover a lot of what a retail business needs natively, but we can't do everything for everyone right. at the end of the day. This is why we have our partner ecosystem. We have a very long list of things that'll take a native feature and make it advanced. So for example, we have a loyalty program within the system, very simple loyalty program, 5%, here's the, here's 5% of your purchase add it to your account. But then we could take that, for example, like with Marcelo, attach Marcelo to it and turn your loyalty program into an omni-channel program where it's not just loyalty, it's marketing. And then you could spend online and in-store. So it really is dependent on the, um, the position of the business, where they are in their journey. If you're really taking it to the next level, then that's where our ecosystem comes in. Well, when it comes, when it comes to that, um, do you have, you know, um, you know, cause that, that's, that's part of the challenge I think with Shopify is that, okay, well, if I'm looking for something to manage subscriptions, for example, you know, um, and I search for the app of subscriptions, I'm presented with this huge list that I now have to wade and sort through. Uh, so if I, you know, using, using your example of customer rewards, okay. Uh, the, the core functionality of Lightspeed doesn't give me everything that I want to do. And I go searching for rewards, am I going to have that same scenario or is it going to be just, you know, one or two or three that, um, uh, that you've kind of vetted, uh, to, you know, to do the things that, that, that you've seen people want to do. Absolutely. So within the actual platform, you are going to see a no more than three or four options, because like you said, we've vetted some of the best possible ones that'll really highlight those features that you're looking for. Alternatively, uh, one of the things that we offer is an open API. So chances are, if you do have a smaller app that maybe isn't too popular, uh, chances are we may have an integration with it because we've developed an open API, which means developers can build an integration and, and support it uh, without necessarily using uh, our resources. So uh, if you have an app that you're really happy to stick with, uh, but not too sure if we have an integration, nothing a quick Google search won't, uh, won't solve. All right. I think we've, uh, we've exhausted an overview. <laughs> we went a little over, uh, over our time, uh, but, uh, great conversation, KG. I appreciate you coming on. And, um, so what we'll be doing over the next future, uh, workshops is we'll take, uh, and do kind of like a side by side. So the, the next thing will be, um, well, I mean, as, as we'll be coming is, is sales and, and we'll talk about the selling aspect and what you can do with sales inside a point of sale and compare and contrast that to, to Lightspeed. And then we'll take another section for, you know, receiving and, and inventory management, and those types. So, uh, that's what you're in for, uh, for this next series. Uh, we may take a pause, you know, around the holidays because, uh, gosh, you know, KG doesn't work on uh, Christmas week. You uh, spend some time with your families and everything. So, um, just a bit, yeah. just a bit. So we will, um, just look for those, those coming up. We appreciate you joining us today and we'll see you next time on the workshop Wednesday.
any closing thoughts, uh, KG? Um, I mean, enjoy the holiday season. Uh, I know you guys, everyone's going to be busy. Keep your heads down. You'll get through it. Uh, and of course, if you have any questions, if you have if anything off the top of your mind that maybe you didn't want to toss in the chat, feel free to send them through. More than happy to help. Oh, yeah. That reminds me. Uh, so we have a, we had, what happened? Oh, okay. If you want to learn more about Lightspeed, you can just uh, uh, whip out your phone now and just do that QR code and that'll take you to a, uh, a website, co-branded website with a complete business group as well as Lightspeed. Uh, to learn more about that, you can uh, reach out and hopefully you'll get in touch with uh, someone like KG uh, to talk to you about what what Lightspeed could do. And um, we'll see you next time on the Workshop Wednesday and have a great de day. Day. Yeah. <laughs>